You got the chill. The chill. The chill. The chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Everyone is so mean to me. I am Jim Rutledge. You never go full Rutledge. <laughs> There is not a lot of things more satisfying than watching a Bush. Adult film stars, Matt Hamilton. If you're doing it, we're going all in. Does this mean we're official, Matt Hamilton? <laughs> we're officially from 4 to 6. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Live from Natoma Country Club in Madison. One of my favorite country clubs, if you will, Mr. Matt Hamilton. We are here with Revive Restoration as they have raised some money to fight cystic fibrosis in the Madison area. Some great businesses here doing great things. And uh, we will talk about that throughout. But shout out to our friends at Revive Restoration for putting on this golf outing, having us out here, and uh, raising money to fight uh, an important cause, Matt Hamilton. He's Matt Hamilton. I'm Jim Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue. You know what to do. And that's crush. No. Come on. Well, I know we're in a country club. You got to crush it, though. And that's crush. A Coors Light. All right. You can't get country club voice on me, Matt Hamilton. I know we are here <laughs> at a country club, but you got to bring it. But I'm the one who's used to being at a country club. Oh, fancy <laughs> pants, Matt Hamilton. Yeah. I, I've done plenty of shows at, at this specific country club. I've never golfed it, but... I have done plenty of shows here, and it is one of my favorite country clubs in the Madison area. Get into the show, 844-770-3776. Prime time. Wolderschein back at the Everlight Solar Studio. And, guys, I want to get to the Packer game, but I got a bone to pick with the show that's on before us, and that is KBN. I talked to Ryan Wolderschein earlier today, Matt Hamilton. The level meter has been a thing. On Rutledge and Hamilton, actually, it goes all the way back to the jump around. And lo and behold, today, Ryan Wollersheim, why don't you pull up the Ben Brust tweet? We have trademark infringement as he stole our idea and is trying to claim it as his, and I'm not having it. He has to know it exists because this was through, again, all the way back to the jump around. They didn't do the level meter because they're not as creative as us, but he asked the question, what are your feelings on Jordan Love? Ryan, do you have the question ready to go? Yes, it's right, right. here. Ben Bruss posted just about an hour before their show, KBN airing 2-4 to four here on ESPN Madison. After week two, how would you best describe your relationship with Jordan Love? Ready to put a ring on it? He may be the one. Early dating butterflies. Butterflies spelled B-U-T-T-E-R-F-L-Y apostrophe S. So oh just my God! Ben, yeah, ben wrote that poll. That's Ben Russell. Oh, oh, for sure. Yep. And then keeping options open was the last option. So we on the Rutledge and Hamilton Twitter did respond saying, "Hmm, something kind of familiar about this poll question with the graphic of the love o meter, as you say, Jim. That is our yeah. IP. He stole it from us, and can we be surprised? We got beef. Is my point. Yeah. Ben Russ now is going to join us on Thursdays. Going forward, we are adding things throughout this show. And if you're new to the show, Matt Hamilton and I used to be on 2 to 4. Now we're on 4 to 6. And we're going to have Jason Willie. He used to be on Tuesdays with us. Now he's going to be on Mondays with us. And we're going to have Mark Tauscher every Thursday. We have Chris Orr 
today to talk some Badger football. Wildy today talk Packers football. Tauscher on Thursdays Lucky to talk both million. Packers and Badgers. We'll also have Ben Brust to talk some betting. We'll do some crosstalk throughout the week with our friends at the Great Dane Huddle. And uh, we'll do some crosstalk with our friends at KBN. Maybe that's where we can bring up our beef. Matt Hamilton. I think so. By we, I mean you're out the rest of the week. It's curling season, which means <laughs> you're you're seventy percent in the summer. You're more like eighty five percent, and then during football season, you're like sixty percent to even out to a clean seventy percent. Yeah, but the the main goal here was to not be the first one to miss a show, yes. and I accomplished that, that between uh, you and Ryan. Yes, between. Judgmental Jim and part-time Warsheim. Part-time Warsheim. Wow. <laughs> I think uh, I've already really laid my uh, fingerprint on this on this show, being the only five-day-a-week guy that we got. All right. Well, now you're gone for the rest of this week, so you've quickly fallen behind. Uh, and I guess I screwed up. Tyler shares on Wednesdays, so we oh. had him on Thursday last week. He's listening though, so that's good. He, was that him who texted us in? I don't know. I'm going to pretend it was him. It was either him or Nelson or, or, or Primetime uh, Warsheim. We're going to pretend it was Tauscher. But he was on Thursday last week. Let's be honest. Tauscher's going to be on once in a while. Whenever he wants. And you can hear it in my voice. I clearly have cold brain. I'm, this is my flu game show. I'm fighting through it. It's not a man cold like my wife's calling it. I don't feel good. But I'm happy to be here. And I got to feel better than most Packer fans today as it was... A, it is an overreaction Monday. You can get it to the show, 844-770-3776. It was an embarrassing loss. You lost to a pretty mediocre football team at best. You were up big, 24-12. to Your offense did not get a first down. Your running back was literally falling down. Your quarterback's a meme. Your quarterback went 0-6 in the fourth quarter, and it wasn't good. It doesn't mean Jordan Love stinks. It doesn't mean Matt LaFleur stinks, but they stunk in that game in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So, 844-770-3776. My overreaction on Monday is nobody has any expectations for Jordan Love, which isn't a good thing. Matt, in co- you're a curler in sports. You want your coach. You want people to say, Matt, I expect more out of you. No fan. I've not seen one fan on social media. I've not heard one person call in and says, hey, Jordan Love should have given us more in the fourth quarter. How about a first down? Or don't run up your center's back on fourth down because of miscommunication. Don't have a miscommunication uh, on your final drive with Jaden Reed. And again, Jordan Love could be fine in the future. But we obviously, as fans and people in Wisconsin, have zero expectations for Jordan Love. Because if that was Aaron Rodgers, Matt Hamilton, everyone (laughs) is flipping out right now. But today everyone's like, everyone but Jordan Love was the problem for that game. But again, when they beat the Bears, Jordan Love was the only reason they won. Right. That's funny you say that uh, with Aaron Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers did this, because my overreaction Monday is if Aaron Rodgers was on this team, the Packers would be 2-0. and And they would have put 50 on the Bears. They would have put 50 up on the Bears, but if you gave Aaron Rodgers 57 seconds and the opportunity to get into field goal range for a win, I don't, I don't care how you feel about Aaron Rodgers now. If that was the situation... You'd think that you had a better than 50-50 shot at winning that game. Aaron Rodgers with his bum Achilles that apparently will be fixed by January <laughs> would have led that team further than Jordan Love. He could have done worse. He definitely could have done worse, right, because we didn't get any yards. They, they would have gone backwards. If Torrey would have caught that ball, they would have been moved backwards because they had a penalty on that play. So he literally might have done better by just going out there 
and just taking a snap and falling forward, he would have been more productive with a blown Achilles than the Packers were. It is what I, it is, man. Again, I'm not I'm not going to go out and say that Jordan Love isn't it. Because you don't have extra. No, we don't know. Because nobody that. knows yet. So, like, I the way that the Packers lost, honestly, was expected, not for the game, and definitely not when we were halfway through that I expected it. But going into the season, I expected losing some close games to some teams that might not be considered what I would consider elite. This is a team that was middle of the road to bottom of the pack. I don't. I didn't expect the Packers to be able to win every one of those games. And this is just proof that no lead is safe right now with this offense because you can't guarantee the yards or the 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 ball to be moved forward to keep the defense off the field and and to maybe get a couple points to put the nail in the coffin uh, or or as they say the dagger. Right? Like, careful now. Careful. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to get too deep into that one. Well, you might get a letter or something. I don't know. (laughs) A strongly worded letter. I don't know. I'm going to ask you for money. (laughs) Well, either that's my my whole thought is just like, this is what we expected from the Packers. As tough as it was to swallow in the last half of that football game, this is how we expected to lose games this year if we were going to lose them. So I'm not shocked, but my overreaction is that I. Went into that last drive. The Packers got the ball with a minute left. And just my gut feeling told me the the Packers were going to be able to get into scoring uh, distance, striking range, and get some points. And that's just because the two quarterbacks we had in the past always seemed to make you feel like you had a chance at being able to do that. And that, that hope carried over into the Jordan Love era. Hopefully, over time, Jordan Love can prove that he can also carry a team in that final two-minute drill or one minute of the game. But yeah. that was terrible last uh, yesterday. I That was about as bad of a last minute that I've seen the Packers put up in a while. It looked Bear-esque. It looked like the Bears out there. <laughs> Jordan Love's a meme. Can't complete a pass. I mean, it was bad. I mean, couldn't it, the, the most embarrassing thing, I think, of the entire thing, forget failing on on the last drive of it. Like, the fact that he wasn't able to complete a pass on those four downs in the last minute, okay. They got, this is his first time starting. Uh, as, as like, with the reins, this is his second start overall. Like He's completing 55. I'm not expecting this guy to go out and win that drive on the last game. That snap that he never took and tried to QB sneak, yeah. that is something that you would only expect a rookie to. I don't, it must, it could, obviously is, on the center too, but no, no, it's it's on Jordan. Jordan Love, but it's on both of them. But either way, Jordan. No, he made a he didn't make, he didn't tell anyone else. He was supposed to make a call to tell everyone, hey, this is what we're doing. And Jordan made the wrong call, the so call. nobody knew what the hell he was doing. That's why he looked like he was drunk out there. Well, like he had too many Coors Light. That was that was truly the one time where I was like, I'm embarrassed for Jordan Love. Everywhere else, even the, again, long the mistakes, term, I'm like, okay, that's expected. Long term, yeah, but this game. The fourth quarter, and also I'm not buying this narrative that Jordan Love played seven great quarters and he had one bad quarter. He has played two amazing quarters. He's been pedestrian in the others and bad in the fourth. But the third quarter in both these games have been MVP caliber third quarters. First and second quarter, eh. Fourth quarter this game, awful. Fourth quarter bear game, it was over. I mean, he didn't have to do anything. I mean, Clifford came in. Right, so I mean... The story is still to be written on the Jordan real Love, but Packers world-beating quarterback. But to me, about. what was interesting was that nobody apparently has any real expectations for Jordan Love. And also, I'd like to pat myself on the back, saying 
Jim was right. What did I say? The Packers will struggle winning tight games, even though the young players like Reed, Musgrave at times, and Jordan Love for at times during that game looked good. They had their moments. They still lost the football game. And so I also said, Jordan Love ain't Aaron Rodgers. Because Aaron Rodgers is at least moving that ball an inch at the end of that game. You're right. Jordan Love didn't have to move him down the field for a win. You would have felt good if he completed a couple passes. Got a first down. Yeah. That would have been a win Got for one. him. Right. Yes. That w- Look, it's fine to say it. He has had two A-plus third quarters. That fourth quarter was an F. Big. They did not get it. Now, we can blame the defense. Absolutely. But the offense could get a first down. 844-770-3776. That's talk text line. Wollersheim is doing the reading today. Words are tough for him, so hopefully he'll be able to handle it. <laughs> well, let's see if I can decode what Tim in Oregon sent in. He said, the sad thing, Matt, is you're wrong. Aaron Rodgers was a terrible comfort behind quarterback in his time with Green Bay. And he said, no more Aaron. He's currently out listening to Dolphins trying to heal his Achilles. We don't need to hear about Aaron anymore. And then Daryl and Deerfield <laughs> saying that Jordan Love... Um, obviously couldn't pick up a first down, couldn't complete a pass on that fourth drive, but it's his fourth NFL season already. He should be at the level where he can at least complete a pass on that fourth quarter co- potential fourth quarter comeback drive. Look, this is a fine line to walk with Jordan Love, and I'm glad we're talking about it today because you're right. He, has, he is more experienced in the NFL than, let's say, Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. Or I think Trevor Lawrence or maybe, no, same year as Trevor Lawrence. Yep. But I mean, like, there are quarterbacks in this league. Jordan Love's been around for a long time. That's the whole point, that he is a fully cooked potato right now. He's ready to go. He is <laughs> baked. He is good to go. Now we just don't know how good of a potato it is. No. And so we, we, have to, we, we don't know. We, we'll figure that out. But that game, it, it's fair to say, if, if Packer fans truly were holding, if they truly thought that Jordan Love could be what Aaron Rodgers was last season, then you'd be getting on Jordan Love right now. But that's not the case. That's not the case, not and the I don't case. blame you. Nobody, right. nobody actually believed that, because if it was, you would have been upset with him. Now, I truly think that this is one of those big. Ryan, do you have the computer open? What was How that you... noise? Yeah, my <laughs> Gmail settings are out of date, guys. Yeah, Sorry I got about the that. same email, <laughs> and I thought it was me, and I'm like, wait, nobody can hear it. <laughs> Get it together, Walshheim. We're, we're oh, working on man. it, part time. Right. Yeah, you're getting there, Ryan. I just think it's funny how this Jordan Love can be described in two phrases, both that are true, both that would carry a lot of weight in a conversation, but both have two very different meanings. That first game, Jordan Love looked like a fourth-year quarterback yep. in the mm-hmm. NFL. Looked like he knew what the heck was going on. He looked poised in the pocket. Not to say he didn't look poised this week, but he looked like a first-time starter. Here's which is thing. also true, but it's, again, he made – it looked like there was mistakes made from like not being – like comfortable within the new system yet, and that's the problem. Well, and that's he okay. should be comfortable in the okay, system. Okay, but now. that's still I'm. That's okay. But the fact that nobody wants to say anything to me says nobody truly believes because it, nobody had a problem calling Aaron Rodgers for the small stuff. And we can read Jason. Well, like Aaron Rodgers started poorly. Tim in Oregon. I know Matt, you're looking up the stat. Yeah. I think he was like one and seven. He finished pretty strong with fourth quarter comebacks. And Aaron Rodgers was definitely a victim. This is not what happened to Jordan Love. He wasn't an Aaron Rodgers in his first couple of years where he'd go down and score and then the defense would give up points. That wasn't the case. They needed – the defense needed He's the offense. He's all-time in, cr- yeah, in yes. fourth quarter Thank comeback. You. So, uh, yes, uh, that's what I thought. It, he started poorly, With but he was, he was very much the victim of we'd score, the Packers would score and then the defense would give up points. That's not what happened here. The Packers just said, can you get it? One, Jordan, 
AJ, one first down, we got this game sealed up. Now, the defense should have done their part. But 844-770-3776. Well, I want to ask you this, our first Iron Jack poll question. What's the most to blame for the Packers blowing a 24-12 fourth quarter lead against the Falcons? Offense, defense, LaFleur slash coaches, or missing players? Matt, I know you never miss an opportunity to tell us about those great socks at Iron Jack. That's right, the socks, the unsung hero of the Iron Jock line. That's just my opinion. They all have great products because they all have that silver ion technology. It kills 99.9% of odor, causing bacteria. Got 99 problems, but Stinky Feet ain't one. That is true, and Iron Jock has my back when it comes to Stinky Feet. And they can have yours, too, whether you're out on the golf course, maybe in the curling rink, or you're just living your everyday life iron jock has the fit and style for you you can go to ironjock.com that's iron j-o-c.com to get your iron jock apparel today iron jock it's what's inside that matters we'll continue over the overreaction monday on rutledge and hamilton presented by coors light you're listening to rutledge and hamilton presented by coors light miss any of the show find full show podcasts free on wisconsin on demand and wherever you get your podcasts Live from Tacoma Golf Course for the Revive Restoration Golf Outing, raising money for the fight against cystic fibrosis. Shout out to Josh Duggan over here as uh, they are raising money, and we're happy to support it. Revive Restoration, good folks over here. Matt Hamilton, Jim Rutledge with you. The Mountain Blue, Matt, you know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. Get into the show, 844-770-3776. It is funny how everyone's collective memory has been erased about Aaron Rodgers and how good he was with the Green Bay Packers. Bill and Madison uh, chiming in to refute a caller from earlier. Bill, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. Um, I just want to start, by the way, um, I don't know what Skip Bayless doppelganger texted in saying that Aaron Rodgers was not a great comeback <laughs> quarterback. He was the best at it. I haven't heard a worse take on radio in – since Dalzo and Brooks was a thing. It was <laughs> a terrible take. Yeah. Uh, no, you. Um, whoa, whoa. Go ahead. It, it, as far as uh, who's to blame for the loss, I, I, you know, you talk about the offense, and they're without their two best offensive linemen and without Aaron Jones and with Christian Watson out. You know, Jordan Love was up against, you know, a pretty tough task. Um, I think we got to put it on the defense for not being able to stop that run. Um, B. John Robinson and the other guy, Algiers, um, they just ran all over us and we couldn't do anything. And I don't know if that's individual players or on Barry for, you know, what he's done or LaFleur for bringing him back. But just it was so frustrating in that fourth quarter to watch him just run all over us. And we, we couldn't do anything about it. Thanks for the call, Bill. Yeah, Bill, I, I totally agree with that take that the defense was the ones in the fourth quarter that ended up letting the Packers down. But if you look at it, the Packers not getting a first down in the fourth quarter, Jordan Love being 0 for 6 in the fourth quarter, 
the Packers' defense was on the field for almost for most of that 15 minutes. Like, I don't blame the Packers' defense for being absolutely gassed and then trying to stop a, two running backs who are pounding the ball down your throat. Like, these guys are not easy tackles. Bijan Robinson, one of the best running back prospects since like Saquon Barkley, mm-hmm. is in this. It was playing in this game, and the guy is not easy to tackle. Yes, the defense they step up more in the fourth quarter. They don't. The other team doesn't score points. That I feel like is the easy. That's an easy one to blame. It's easy to pick out. See that they scored more points in the fourth quarter. It's the defense's fault. I think it's. The defense's fault, the reason they gave up the points in the fourth quarter is because the offense could not keep them off the field, could not get them to get their wind back, and that defense just ran out of gas and did everything they could there at the end. Yes, the offense did not have all their weapons. Would they have moved the ball better if Aaron Jones was there and Christian Watson? Almost undoubtedly. The fact of the matter is they weren't, and I'm, I'm not going to pass that buck off the offense to the defense because they couldn't move the ball and keep the defense off the field. That is still their job, whether Aaron Rodgers is quarterback, Jordan Love's quarterback, Aaron Jones is the running back, A.J. Dillon's the running back. Their job as the Packers' offense is to move the ball and keep the defense off the field. They failed to do that in the fourth quarter. Packers' offense is to blame for this loss, mostly in my eyes. 844-770-3776. Bill and Madison, I don't disagree that the – Defense is obviously part of the problem, but I just felt like everyone is jumping to the defense because, one, it's the narrative that you like. It's the safest narrative because, oh, Joe Barry stinks. Well, that's an easy fix, Matt Hamilton. fire Joe Barry, bring a new defense coordinator. Yeah, because that always works super great. But in your mind, that's a better fix than LaFleur called the bad plays and it was a bad offense because that means your offensive genius of a coach screwed up. That's not great. Don't want to call that. If Jordan Love had a bad fourth quarter. Don't really want to bring you don't, on the guy who needs all the confidence right. he can get right now. And I don't – I'm not writing – there's no reason to write Jordan uh, Love off. I'm also not writing them into the Hall of Fame. I'm not writing them in the MVP voting. You're not going to make the MVP completing 55% of your passes, which I believe is where he's at. I think he's either he's dead like last – 15 for 25 or something. But I mean overall for the first two games of the, of the year. Uh, I don't think that – He's quite the guy that everyone thinks he is right now because the offensive line is doing him a lot of favors. He's still missing a lot of throws. He can get there. He's, yes, he's a fourth-year quarterback, but he's got a long way to go. Packer fans, you don't want this to be the finished product of Jordan Love. I would say Jordan Love showed zero improvement from week one to week two, but he didn't regress either. He had an opportunity to really make his mark. He didn't do it, but it doesn't mean he won't get another opportunity. My whole point is, and I'm an expert in this, like right now I ignored a lot of things with, with quarterbacks. And whether it's Trubisky, Cutler, Fields now. And what happens is, and this is very early with Jordan Love, but you got to mark this aside if you're a Packer fan. You go, all right, he was, uh, didn't get a first down in the fourth quarter. He looked rattled on that last drive. I'm at least making a note of that. That's it. I'm just going to make a note. And either it's going to be a note of, like, remember when Jordan Love started and he struggled in the fourth quarters and now he's great in it? Or Jordan Love can't get it done. You know, So we don't know, but you at least got to mark that point in your – fandom as a Packer fan and say, huh, that was an opportunity. He didn't seize it. Let's see what happens the next couple times. Right. He's got the he's got the whole season good or bad, at a minimum. Mm-hmm. But Matt, I'll tell you this right now. You know what Jordan Love is trending towards in my mind? Being exactly what you don't want him to be. Average? Like you look good, ups and downs. Yeah. But you don't know. Is yeah. he is he a game manager? Is he a star? 
We don't know. Yeah, no. I don't think so. We so, don't. And the other, the other part is, uh, and not to take anything away from the Falcons, but yeah. they're a, they're not a elite defense by any means. Their, their coach will get might be right, middle of the road. Right. right. Their coach can be fired if so he doesn't get more games this year. They're. <laughs> We ha- Jordan Love hasn't even been like truly, truly tested by an elite NFL defense, which these next two games makes will be good for him. Nervous again. I think Jordan Love has ex- two things can be true. I heard this on Willie and Tausch, and you can hear them nine to noon on ESPN Wisconsin, and they're presented by Coors Light. Two things can be true. Jordan Love is exceeding expectations, but also not necessarily showing you that he is going to be the next star. Because I think he has exceeded expectations. Which is far cry from he's the next great Packers quarterback, or he's better than Jared Goff. You think, or you know what I mean? I like think he's, he's not, kind of meeting the expectations a lot of people had. for Depends him. on. It. I thought this is what he'd be. I thought Through he'd two be games. I think he's. I bad. thought he'd be an incredibly efficient quarterback, and the offensive line has been great. And Lafleur has put him in. Like I'm sorry, you can't put him I can't. Incredibly efficient right now with a 58 yeah, percent pass. True, but like when he gets a clean pocket. He gets it out. Those yeah. touchdown throws, he gets it out. And that's not easy. His reads, and that's not like. yes, and that's not easy to do. Forget even getting three reads. Look, see it and stick it. I don't, you don't even have to get through him. He hasn't had to. Yeah. You see the guy, he's open, stick the throw. Yeah. And he's doing that. Yeah. We have to see what happens when he when he has to consistently go through the throws. That's different. But right now, that is I would say very encouraging that you see Jordan Love, see the receiver that's open, and make a quick decision to get the ball out. That is step one, and he's doing it. There are plenty of quarterbacks in this league that can't do that. Mm-hmm. So he is already, as a young QB, taking a step that he's not going to be some bum. Now, he might be average, but could put the Packers in a worse position because then you don't know what to do at the end of the year. Right. But he is not going to be a bum because when he sees a guy open, he makes the throw. And that's hard. Like There are quarterbacks throughout the league who are out of the league who cannot do that. Uh, let's get out to the phone lines, 844-770-3776. Let's get out to Mario in Middleton. Hey, Mario. Hey, guys. Uh, hey, guys. I just think it's kind of comical that when Rodgers was the quarterback that they complained that he didn't have no weapons. Um, Jordan had us poised to win this game if we could have got a defensive stop or A.J. Dillon doesn't trip over his own feet on third and one or Jair takes the pick six to the house. There's lots of things. And then he's throwing to Toure on, you know, at the end of the game. He's missing his four best players on offense. Literally, his four top players. Aaron Jones plays, we win that game. It's, yeah, I, it's not even a question in my mind. If Aaron Jones is out there, that game's not even close because we don't have a running back tripping over his feet to say that Jordan Love didn't improve. I mean, Jordan Love is the number one quarterback in QBR and has six touchdown passes to zero interceptions through two games. Okay, and Mario, thank you for the call. He is also about 55% completion percentage. He only threw for 151 yards. If we're not going to look at everything with Jordan Love, and he did everything through three quarters. So if you want to say that Jordan Love choked in the fourth quarter, that's fine. Because Jordan Love was able to get it done through three quarters. And then in the fourth quarter, he couldn't get it done. And you just want to chalk that up to he just choked as a young quarterback. That's fine. But you cannot look at the fourth quarter for this team and see Jordan Love get zero first downs, have a national embarrassment screw-up that's going to be a gift forever similar to the butt fumble. And then just write it off and saying he was fine, calm, cool, and collected. And I'm not writing off Jordan Love. But what I'm saying is here, Jordan Love, yes, 
Three touchdowns, three interceptions. He's got six for the year. That is incredibly great. He threw for 151 yards. He didn't have to do much because the defense put him in good positions the last two games. Think of the first drive he got. There's a much maligned defense. Right. First drive of his career as a starter, like being the guy. Like, starter for the whole year. On the opponent's 40. Yes, because the defense bucked up. What happened? The game got a little close. The defense pulls off a pick six. Uh, Quay Walker puts the game away. Mm Mm-hmm. That defense is as much of a that defense is the biggest reason this team is where they're at. If I'm going with this, if I'm ranking why the Packers have one win, it's Aaron Jones, it's Matt LaFleur, and that's that defense, and then I'll put Jordan Love behind that. Because that def- that team is the 49ers. It's get the ball to Aaron Jones, be creative getting the ball to Aaron Jones, and play good defense. Twenty-four points, I'm sorry. And expecting your offense to get one yard. They're both complicit. I guess that's what I'm getting to, Matt. They're both to blame. The offense and the defense are equal parts blame. I'm not going to sit here and rail the defense when your offense couldn't get one first down in the fourth quarter. That is not a good thing. One first down in this game is over. And that includes Jordan Love, who threw the ball to the wrong spot, or Jaden Reed went to the wrong spot on the first throw of his – he had an opportunity. He had to go, what, 40 yards to get in the field goal range? Yeah. Zero. Zip. That throw to Torrey was not on the mark. And so and then he airmailed two other throws. Like it's okay to say I like where Jordan Love is going, but also say that it wasn't it in the fourth quarter. And if you don't say that, that tells me you have no real expectations for Jordan Love. Yeah. I, I mean I'm with you. I think that that last go around was expected. I think you it's fair to be disappointed, but still think Jordan Love is the guy moving forward. You can even yes. say the guy choked the fourth quarter away, like you're saying. I think that's absolutely fair. And still feel good about him. He had, And our, to our caller's point, his QB, you're right, his QBR is in a good spot. He does have a good touchdown-to-interception ratio right now. But there's some other things we need him to really step up at. Getting those yards. We can't, we can't have a quarter where you, have, you go 0 for 6. It's just no first downs. You can't expect you can't expect to be super competitive in football games or even like blow teams out. You can't have having a full quarter that is basically essentially useless to your football. Your whole offensive line not knowing the audible on four, the, he gets that right. They win the game. Right, they get that fourth and one there. Yeah, he doesn't Instead, run up the back and fall up, forward. They win the game. But he didn't. And this is not a this is not a long-term problem with Jordan Love. This is a short-term he wasn't good. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. We're at Nakoma, but you also could be a winner by going to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. You know, the Packers didn't win. We could have done on a Sunday. Packers don't win. Go be a winner yourself. Go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Win yourself some money. Uh, they got jackpot machines galore out there. Over $12 million of jackpots last month alone. No reason to wait. Go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Go be a winner. He's Hamilton. I'm Rutledge. You were signing the autographs while we were out here. I, did. I was, yeah. I mean, I love that the guy led with, like, you're basically turning into Aaron Rodgers of winning a Super Bowl. Guys, this was like five years ago, yep. way, way back in time. 
uh, you guys won a gold medal, and I bought this hat. Let me get the dust off of it yeah. and have Matt Hamilton sign it. Still sounds cool. Plus, it was one of those hats. Like, that hat had a very limited run. I'm, I did not think I would see that hat in the wild ever again. Yes, that was so an I impressive was hat. Impressed. No, And I'm giving you a hard time. The guy was thrilled. Uh, Matt Hamilton, always willing to take a photo, always willing to glad hand. So uh, we've got fans coming out here uh, with Olympic gold medalist you. Matt Hamilton. We are asking you, the fan, 844-770-3776, who do you blame the most for the Packers' loss? And right now, 43% of you say the defense. 38% of you say LaFleur and the coaches. 6% of you say the offense, which is just mind-blowing to me. And I am playing a little bit of devil's advocate, but the fact that, to me, this is just as much on the offense as it is on the defense, and yet nobody's... I truly don't think you can put it just... Like, the defense had three quarters of fantastic football, and then, yeah, they let it blow... They got blown out in the fourth quarter... The offense got blown out in the fourth quarter, and I, they go hand-in-hand. Hand. I, I personally am not going 50-50. This defense played good enough to win this football game. The offense let the defense down. I, I'll give you a 60-40, but I ain't going purely 50 And I'll give you that. I'll give you that because here's the thing. We're not asking the offense to score your points. You're asking your offense to get one dang first down. Yep. And the fact that nobody, 6% of you are saying not the offensive fault, continues to tell me, which is fine, that you have no real expectations for Jordan Love. Because every coach or every parent will ever tell you, what you want me to do is care about what you're doing. And Packer fans don't care about what Jordan Love's doing. It's all, they're in the honeymoon phase right now. We'll get to the, uh, the love of meter a little bit later. But clearly right. Packer fans are all in the honeymoon phase, which is fine. That early stage in dating where it's, everything's great. Nothing's wrong. You, you crapped the bed in the fourth quarter. You didn't get a first down. You went 0 for 6. That's you, okay, sweetie. Yeah, 0 for 4. You, you, you know, it was pretty abysmal. You made a you made a meme that'll be right up there with a butt fumble. It's fine. Don't care about it. <laughs> Sweet, it's not your Jordan, fault. sweetie, you, you pooped in the bed. That's okay, bud. Right, exactly. It's okay. We'll clean it up in the morning. And I'm not I'm ready to lie here the rest of the and night. And I'm not saying it's a red flag or a relationship <laughs> breaker for Jordan Love, but you should at least remember it. Because here's what's going to happen. Much like if you're in a bad relationship, they're going to call that back. Like, in week 14, if Jordan Love is still middling, you're going to go, all the way back in week two, he did this against Atlanta. So, I mean, it's fine. You're all in the honeymoon phase. I have no idea what Jordan Love's going to be. I have a pretty good feeling he's at least going to be an inadequate NFL quarterback. Looks like he's showing that. This MVP talk is insane. MVPs do not complete 55% of their passes through two games. MVPs have a higher yards per attempt, and MVPs put the ball in the end zone, or at least give your kicker a chance to. MVPs gain an inch. The MVPs gain more yards than Aaron Rodgers would have with no Achilles. I mean, that's what MVPs do. You can be excited yeah. about Jordan Love, but you can't be insane. So do you think that the, so the Packer fans Packer fans, are still in the honeymoon phase with Jordan Love? Yeah? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now I'm curious, after three games now, where are Badger fans at with Luke Fickle and these Badgers. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Ryan, we had some uh, text in on the Badgers, didn't we? Yeah, earlier in the show we didn't get to it because we were still talking Packers. But TJ from the Matt road, Hamilton is chuffed that he did that smooth transition. That was an so incredible transition. That. That, w- that was gold medalist. That was gold medalist worthy there, Matt. But uh, TJ from the road, not impressed so far with the Badgers. Uh, Badgers played like someone let Don Morton back in the building. Uh, I believe he's their deceased former coach who was not very impressive. Who ran the Veer offense. Yes. 
All uh, right? I just want to point that out. That's a pretty cool name for an offense. <laughs> well, yeah. he... All right, we got people yelling at me right now. So much George Love. <laughs> TJ from the road, not impressed with the Veer or the air raid offense. He said, "LOL, planes are currently grounded. Conference games are going to be embarrassing." Ooh, I mean, they're going to have to play better than what we've seen right now if they're going. I, to, the Badgers are going to be. The I best agree, in the but West. like, do you really think Purdue's better than Buffalo? Yes. No. Yes. I don't think. Here's the thing. I think Illinois. I think Purdue. I think Nebraska. I feel confident in saying they're all Buffalo. Washington State is probably the closest thing you get to Iowa. And I don't know what Minnesota is right now. I don't think Minnesota is very good either. So the Badgers might just benefit old school Badgers way under times when they were with Brett Bielema, and they would struggle to start. And they would end up with a good record to get to the Big Ten, uh, Big Ten title game because they play in the West, and there ain't nobody good in the West. <laughs> there, nobody's good in the West. Illinois stinks. They stink so bad I can smell them up here. And then you got Northwestern is essentially dead. Nebraska, crap. Yeah. Minnesota, phony. So you got Iowa. You I got don't want to say that because Minnesota won the last two seasons to win that axe. I can't call the goofers phony as much as I want to because they're in a two-in-a-row streak right now. Call me when they win enough, like 18 in a <laughs> row. I don't want to hear about it. Let's talk to Chris Orr about it next. This is Roger Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Am I wrong to think that McIntosh hires Pickle with the thought process of we can be more than just Big Ten champs? He knows what it takes to win. You come out the second half and you dig deep and find where that passion's coming from. Whatever that spark is, we got to find it for the first half. How confident are you in this Badger team going into Big Ten play? Hey, it's time to talk Wisconsin football on Rutledge and Hamilton. Presented by Simden Chevrolet of Mount Horeb and North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. Throws it dead and he's hit and sacked for the second time. This time it's Chris Orr, the senior from DeSoto, Texas. Rutledge and Hamilton. That music means it is Chris Orr time here. On Rutledge and Hamilton, we are presented <laughs> by Coors. Mr. Triceps himself. Matt Hamilton's wife was admiring your triceps, yeah. Chris Orr. Well, after I pointed him out to her. Yeah. Matt, Chris Matt, was standing there up on the stage at the college game day, yeah. had his kind of like leaning up against the rail with his yeah. you know arms on it, and those triceps were popping. I was like, are those, are those babe, good, look at this guy's triceps. Are those good curling triceps? I mean, like. Oh, uh, he, could sweep, he could sweep a dent in the ice. Yeah, I, I was going to say. Hey, when, you I, <laughs> when you're done curling, or you're, we're getting you into curling. <laughs> I'll get you a heated jacket so you don't have to worry about the cold. We're getting you into curling. <laughs> we, those man, tries need it, to man. curl. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it, man. You're gonna have to teach me. You're gonna have to teach me how to keep my nerve on that ice, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what a Texas boy like you that can't stand on ice? <laughs> man, man, I don't know. It makes me nervous. It makes me nervous. <laughs> kind of like the Badgers. Yeah. So, no so doubt. Chris. Uh, I'm just going to do with the cliche, what the hell is going on to start these games? Because the Badgers look like a pretty darn good football team in the second quarter against, or second half against Buffalo, Washington State, and George Southern. But they just cannot seem to be bothered to show up in the first half, and it's frustrating as hell. 
Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very frustrating. Uh, it's almost like they play with more, like, confidence in the second half. Like, something as simple as when when some of these receivers get their hands on the ball in the second half, they they turn and get upfield, but they make a few move, make a few moves. Whereas in the first half, they're almost like robots doing exactly what you're what you're taught, what you're coached. Just catch the catch the ball, get upfield, get what you can, keep keep the ball safe. But yeah, I don't I, I don't know. It seems like they play with more confidence in the second half. In the first half, it's not like they're doing anything different. It's like they're just not clicking. They're not clicking, and I, honestly, I can't I can't tell you what it is it, offensively. I think it might be that our, our plays aren't scripted. I don't know if Coach Longo scripts his plays, which I know some coaches don't do that, especially uh, in, in a new era. It's almost off his field. But uh, maybe it's that because when you script your first few plays, everybody, you rep those plays so much throughout the week. Going into the game, two days before the game, you already know the first 10 to 15 plays of the game. Now it might get scrapped if you like go down big or something like that, but – if it's just a normal game, zero zero, we're exchanging punches, you know, like in the first round or, or something. Usually, those first fifteen plays are scripted, and I, it seems like we're not doing that. Yeah, Chris, I I love that you what you mentioned how they're like just kind of running these plays. I feel like it's a little bit of a lack of creativity, not necessarily in the coaching, like the plays, but sometimes when these stars that we have get the ball in their hands. You see Chaz yeah. get the ball north and south. It's like he's shifty right. enough. There you go. Make a guy Steve, meet. That's how stupid the smoke goes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, right. I, I'm totally with you. This second half Badgers is kind of a, kind of odd when, like you said, these scripted plays, oftentimes the first couple is when these teams will look their best coming out of, in the first right. half, first right out the gates because they have the scripted first 15 plays, and then – scripted plays coming out of halftime and right now the Badgers don't seem to have that juice on first half but the second half whatever they're doing whatever adjustments they're making seem to be working what I'm curious about Jim seems to think that uh maybe he is lowballing the rest of the Big Ten West a little bit I think we are going to be truly tested here when we get into this conference play I know Purdue's not like a world beater but I think they're better than both Buffalo and Georgia Southern. They're probably not quite to the level of uh, Washington, Washington State. State, but this team is certainly a team that could give the Badgers an L if they come out the same way they've been playing these last. Yeah, for for sure, for sure. Um, Purdue is definitely going to be a definitely going to be a test, but I, even if we were lowballing the Big Ten, I can't tell what our bread and butter plays are. Like, I can't tell what it's like, man, okay, when we're in a pinch, we can just go to this. This is a core run that we go to, easily average about three yards to carry just to get us going a little bit or some some type of core pass concept that it's almost automatic each time. Yeah, we may not be taking the top off, but we'll get a few yards in the pass game. It, it seems like we don't even have those plays. I can't tell what those plays are, so – I, I can't say that we're lowballing. I really can't say that we're lowballing. I, I think we, I think we just start slow. I think we are truly a team that starts slow, and I, I think that in, in Big Ten play, though, you typically elevate your play, you elevate your coaching, uh, but but you want to at least feel sharp in the, in a game, and we haven't felt that way all season. 
but this is the time that your your leaders, your established stars, your playmakers, like you lean on them, and it's like, all right, Braylon, we're just gonna turn and hand you the ball three times in a row, and we're betting that you would would net about fifteen yards. That that's what we're betting. That's what we're going to. Or Tanner, we're putting the ball in your hands, and we're count. We're gonna feed Tim these first first three passes. Like it doesn't matter what it is. I know that he's a safe bet. And we need to see those guys show up this Friday night. Talking with Chris Orr, former Badger here on Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Uh, yeah, so, Chris, we we talk a lot, and I know the Badgers had a lot of hype behind this air raid offense, this new offense and everything. But I still kind of feel like the defense isn't necessarily living up to the Badgers of old uh, defense, kind of, as far as, like, the points that they are giving up to the teams they have given up points to. What do you think the uh, key for this Badgers defense to kind of get back on track and kind of be that dominant Badgers defense we're used to seeing? Oh, man, I I think the key is them getting a little bit of that confidence back, them getting their confidence back. Some guys are playing in some positions that they don't normally play. Like, yes, you're still a linebacker, but this is a completely different role in a completely different system. Yes, you're still a defensive lineman, but – You've been trained to do whatever you've been trained to do in our in our last scheme the last few years, and now you're being asked to do something different. But at the same time, I, I think it's just time for those guys to start making a few plays. Like, it's a new system; it's not as attacking. So, a lot of the turnovers in the past were designed. They were designed. They were rather either designed a one-on-one matchup, like man, we're going to get our best blitzing linebacker on their worst guy in protection, whether that be the running back, center, whatever it is, we're going to get them one-on-one, or we're drawing this up to beat whatever protection this offense loves to run in this third-down situation, uh, depending on yardage. So now it's just like, yeah, man, this is your job. Since we're dropping eight in coverage, you got to beat. You got to learn how to beat these double teams and pass pro. You guys in coverage have to learn these pass concepts so you can break on them faster with anticipation to create your turnovers. Like now it's, it's, it's not just going to come your way because the quarterback is so shocked because we drew up this amazing pressure or, or we brought more than they had or somebody just won in protection because we're getting one-on-ones across the board like we did in our old team. Now we're, we're all back in cover. So you need to break on these routes with anticipation and create your turnovers. And they created a few in this game. And I would say a few were, man, on Georgia Southern themselves, just just being. But but there they there were some plays that you're not going to see in the in Big Ten play. They were plays of a team playing desperate, uh, so their quarterback is going to force the ball in certain situations because they know they need to capitalize on whatever momentum they might have gained. So so you're not going to see that coming up. So now you need to learn how to start creating your turnovers. And the scheme is different. That's why it doesn't look. The, that's why it doesn't. You know, look the same. Our turnovers look completely different as of uh, days of old. We do, we never got that many. Uh, we never got that many picks, man. That was a lot. Of, that was a lot. That's what I was going to ask, Chris. Like, however they got them, it's got to feel good defensively. Five mm-hmm. picks. Hunter Wolder feels like he is playing to the level that we kind of expect them to. Coach Fickle said today that 
He's hopeful that Mullins will be able to play against Purdue. He feels very confident that both Mullins and Renfro on the offensive side will be back after the bye week. So, mm. I mean, getting some players back, but also getting some swag back. Those interceptions, I mean, you, you can tell me, but it seems like those are contagious because then you start feeling like it can happen, and then you start yep. just making more and more. And five interceptions, however you got them, whoever the opponent, like that is how the second half is how they should look against a team like Georgia Southern. It's just the first half was – horrendous right 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 for sure for sure I think it's the same issue as the offense has that you're just not playing with the same level of confidence like on the defense when those guys started when those interceptions started rolling you saw a lot of guys jumping the ball with anticipation coming off of their assignment to attack the football whereas it seems like in the past we're just playing super strict super disciplined like man let me do my job uh, because we feel the pressure in the first half, instead of coming out confident with the understanding that man, we we're about to we're, we're about to whoop them, bro. Like we know yeah. we're about to whoop them. <laughs> let's just go ahead and do it. Like let's just go ahead and do it. I think that's the difference. So I think what that is truly it? Is a difference. And this is probably a little bit with the coaches and the players. And this is unfair because primetime Deion Sanders is a different level. But what mm-hmm. Colorado, when you watch it, they have so much confidence that everything they're going to do, and you kind of touched on it there, of like they they just feel like they're going to win the game. You see it within the players. Uh, you see it from their coach. And do you think maybe Fickle and Longo and the coaching staff and Trestle all need to take a breath and understand, like, yes, there's high expectations here, but look, we, we did it at Cincinnati. We can do it here. Our nerves of trying to look good are starting to bleed into the players, and everyone's tighter than they need to be, and we just need to go out there and play football because that's what it sure looks like Colorado's doing. And I think if you let these guys just play a little freer by the coaches being a little bit freer and more relaxed, you might just get a better start to the games. Right, right, for sure, for sure. It feels like the staff has like a militant approach, like do your job. We're going to be uh, super detailed. We're, that, that's just who we're going to be as a team, which is a good identity to have. But I feel like there there definitely needs to be a sense of you feeding your guys confidence on the daily because, man, confidence is such a <laughs> it's such a difference in the game of football. You can tell when a team or a player is out there just playing confident because you're looser. You almost enter into a, you almost enter into like a different world. You don't hear anything. You don't hear anybody. But the but the football, everything just feels easy. You feel strong but light. Like, man, you're, you're just breathing. When you breathe confidence into your players, like, man, you know that this guy, this guy cannot block you, whatever, all week. You find a move that's just killing them offensively, and you feed that to them all week, man, you, you, you'll see a different player. And I think that that's, the, that's what's getting fed to them at halftime, and that's why they come out like a different team. But I, I know that that's the tales of a good coaching staff where you just preach and do your job do your job, do your job, um, being super militant. But at the same time, you need to breathe that confidence in there, and we, we don't see it in the first half. Chris, as always, thanks for the time. We're not gonna, I don't know if we'll get a chance to talk to you before the, you guys take our time slot on Friday for the pregame show. <laughs> Early on, what's your, you know, it's a Monday, but um, what's your prediction for the, the Badgers game against Purdue? Ooh, I think we win, but uh, I think it – I think it turns into a little bit of a battle. I think it's a battle up until halfway to the fourth. That's that's what I think. I think we start to pull away. Then I think we will make a few plays. But other than that, I think we're uh, I think we're counterpunching all day because I, I think I think this is the week that we feel confident is Big Ten play. Uh, we've played these guys multiple years in a row now. As a as a team, you got some established stars that have 
been to these places multiple times, so they have that confidence, uh, and we should see it shine through this weekend. But I know that playing at Purdue, especially in the night game, there is a lot of energy in that stadium. Uh, I don't know what people in West Lafayette, Indiana do. I don't know how many, <laughs> many people even live there. Nothing. But I'm telling you, that stadium gets packed, and they have a lot of energy. So it's going to be a fun game. All right, Chris, thanks as always for the time. No problem. Uh, that's former Badger Chris Orr. If you missed any of that, listen back with Scott's on the man. Apple, Spotify, and those great places. Brought to you by our good friends at Revive Restoration. You have water, smoke, mold, or any other issues with your home or business. Go to revivepros.com. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light.